Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Brett Jensen here with you on this special edition of Breaking with Brett Jensen on this Tuesday. 704-570-1110, as always, is the telephone numbers. And guys, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest in breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. Okay, so people have been blowing my phone up all day and I just can't look at it anymore because I have been working on something for quite a while and it involves a current town commissioner up in Huntersville in Charlotte. They call it city councils, city council members in Huntersville. They call it town commissioners. Derek Partee is nearing the end of his first term as commissioner of the town of Huntersville. He's currently one of three people running for mayor in the town. Derek Partee is a Republican. From 1983 to 2007, Derek Partee was a homicide detective with the Nassau County Police Department on Long Island, New York. Partee proudly talks about his time as a detective and routinely informs people that he worked there and was active in Manhattan on 9-11 during 2001. But what, that do- but what he doesn't list on his LinkedIn page or generally mentions elsewhere is what he did prior to his time with the Nassau County Police Department, and there's good reason. On September 14, 1982, Derek Partee was 31 years old at the time, and he resigned his position as assistant to the commissioner of the Department of Occupational Resources in Hempstead, New York. He was making $26,000 a year at the time, which is equivalent to about $83,000 today. Why did he resign? Well, according to reports in local newspapers at the time, Partee admitted during the midst of an investigation to watching X-rated films during office hours on four separate occasions. Partee had worked for the town for four years up to that point. The newspaper reports also said at the time they were investigating, officials were investigating whether now former employees use the town's visual training equipment to make copy of X-rated films. So here's another part. So because of that, here's another part of the printed newspaper report in 1982. It said, federal sources have said that allegations include charges that women employees were asked by a male supervisor to watch the X-rated film. Now, I will tell you, they're talking about the famous movie Deep Throat. That was the movie that was mentioned throughout the entire, both of the articles. So let me rephrase, let me say that again. 
Federal sources have said that allegations include charges that women employees were asked by male supervisors or asked by a male supervisor to watch the X-rated film Deep Throat, to watch the X-rated film in his office during those working hours. And here's another part of that situation. And what he said at the time was, look, it said that he asked or that Derek Partee resigned because he admitted to watching four, at least four times by himself pornographic movies during office hours. Now, there is no indication other than his resignation that any other punishment took place. He joined the Nassau County Police Department the following year. But here's part of the, one of the articles. This is the opening paragraph. The U.S. Labor Department is investigating charges of fraud, fiscal abuse, and sexual harassment in Hempstead's town's occupational resource office. That's where Parti worked. Including allegations that employees were shown Deep Throat and other X-rated films during office hours. David R. Kaufman, special agent in charge, confirmed yesterday that investigations or investigators from the Department of Manhattan office have been investigating and taking depositions from supervisors and employees of the town's Comprehensive Employment Training Act agency. He said the probe was directed at possible fraud and abuse in the administration of the federally funded program, but did not elaborate. One investigator said this, quote, we don't care if it was a Walt Disney film or Deep Throat that was being watched. Showing the film during working hours would be extremely poor judgment and a misuse of federal time and funds. Among the allegations, the article continues, the federal sources said were charges that women employees were asked by a male supervisor to watch the X-rated film Deep Throat in his office during working hours, and that the same film, uh, and that, excuse me, that the same film was also shown later to employees who were working after regular hours and were receiving overtime pay. That was the first article. Then the second article came out and said this: the opening paragraph. A ranking official of Hempstead's Occupational Resources Office resigned yesterday after admitting to a town investigator that he had watched X-rated films during office hours, a town spokesman said. Derek Partee, 31, assistant to the Reverend Clinton Boone, commissioner of the office, resigned his $26,000 a year post after admitting to assistant town attorney Dan Kickerick that he watched the films by himself on four separate occasions. Partee, who began working for the town four years ago, could not be reached for comment yesterday. It should be noted that Derek Partee and I connected last night. He agreed to an interview with me at 10.30 this morning. Moments beforehand, around 10.05 or so, he informed me that he would not be doing an interview with me. And... Did not give reasons why. He just said he wasn't going to do it. And this was moments before our scheduled interview. 
This is exactly what he said. Brett, first I want to thank you with prayer emoji hands for reaching out to me. But at this time, I respectfully respectfully cannot do the interview. Have a great day, Derek. I responded, may I ask why? Separate text, just curious as to why the sudden change. No response. Derek, I think it would be beneficial for you to give me a call. Then, late this afternoon, I sent Derek another text message on his private cell phone. My show starts in 30 minutes at 7 p.m. Would you like to set the record straight on why you resigned your position as an assistant in Hempstead, New York? Brent Jensen. No response via voicemail or any of the numerous text messages since just shortly after 10 a.m. this morning, and the scheduled interview was supposed to begin, like I said, right at 10.30. All right. So when we come back, we're going to take a look at what's currently going on in the town of Huntersville between Derek Partee and two female members of the town council. All that's coming up next. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen as I continue this special show tonight. A few short months ago, Derek Partee, he's a town commissioner up in Huntersville, along with fellow town commissioners Amber Kovacs and Stacey Phillips, they were sworn in as part of the Huntersville commissioners. And tensions started immediately to build up between Kovacs and Partee. Things got so bad between Kovacs, Phillips, and Partee that Kovacs wrote an email to Mayor Melinda Bales asking that she no longer have to serve on committees with Partee and that fellow commissioner Stacey Phillips no longer have to sit directly next to him on the dais. Here's Town Commissioner Amber Kovacs in an exclusive interview explaining what she said in the email and why she sent it to the mayor. His experience with sexual assault victims, when I express my own experience as a child sexual assault survivor, and this is paraphrasing as an uncomfortable three to five minute in-person conversation, he explained to me that I, quote, do not understand what victims of child sexual assault have experienced and what he knows as a trained professional is valid, end quote. He expressed bringing periodicals that discuss sodomy with the use of instruments, I told Commissioner Partee that this conversation was triggering for me. He dismissed me by telling me we would not agree. He touched me on the shoulder, patted me, and left at 11.30. After this interaction, as well as my previous feelings on this topic, if you decide to take this suggestion of seat movement, I would ask not to be placed with him either due to my discomfort level. Please do not just switch us. I would also just like to reiterate that I don't feel we need to make statements and that it would be best for us to let this topic lay dormant where it is without anyone addressing it. I understand the consensus appears to be this sta- statement is best, but I just wanted to clarify my standing as well. Hopefully tomorrow can be positive and have a better outcome than I expect. I did send an email requesting that she not have to sit next to him. I can't speak for her if she requested it, but 
I know myself and some residents actually asked because of the situation that occurred um, earlier last year. Um, but then after situations with me, I asked not to be on any boards with him um, and not to be placed with him. So, yeah, I mean, not I'd never sat with him, but I asked not to have to be partnered up with him or anything along those lines. And that was the reason that Commissioner Phillips finally got moved and she got moved over to the other side of the dais. But to residents, it didn't seem crazy because what they did is they just kind of switched her and the lawyer, so that way the lawyer could be next to the mayor, which was actually very helpful placement, you know? Right. Um, so it just yeah. seemed like a seat change for that reason. But Phillips did write an email, and she asked not to be required to sit, to sit next to Partee anymore because, as she put it, her his aggressiveness towards her. And here's what Phillips sent in an email to fellow town commissioners Dan Boone, Rod Kidwell, and Lance Munger. This is a hard email for me to send. You know I don't like putting things in writing and would rather pick up the phone and talk human to human, but I can't have this conversation three times because it is a hard one, but a necessary one. And after getting in a couple of long walks and clearing my head, I was able to put things in words. The incidents that occurred in close session with Commissioner Partee's behavior were not okay. It was volatile and the de definition of a hostile work environment, which includes things like harassment and effect, uh, offensive conduct. I have felt like this since his vicious comments in April, but after, quote, working through it, end quote, I've been able to find myself more at ease at our meetings, but never the same. However, I have found myself holding back from taking or sharing because I am actually scared of being berated and bullied by this commissioner. There's one thing to disagree and have a spirited debate. We do, we do this well. But having been on the end of a cruel attack and abusive comments, I minimize my voice on purpose. I have actively avoided volunteering for committees and attending events on behalf of the town because I do not want to be alone with him or alone with just him. Without one of you here, uh, without one of you there in fear of vitriol, vitriol, I should say. And then she gives a few examples. But then she says, I have kept all of this to myself because I felt like I was being, quote, weak or, quote, sensitive about the situation. But now I know better, especially after the antics last night. I am personally dreading our next town board meeting more than ever, more than I have ever dreaded a board meeting before. Our seating arrangement makes me extremely uncomfortable now more than ever. Part of the official definition of offensive conduct is, quote, Offensive conduct may include, but is not limited to, intimidation, ridicule, or mockery, insults, or put-downs, and interference with work performance. This closed session situation didn't just happen to Commissioner Kovacs last night, though she was the, lar the largest target, or me, but all of us, you three included. And then she, I skip a couple paragraphs, and then she concludes with this. I think it is a travesty that two women who serve on the town board now have trepidation about doing our jobs because of a single co-worker, and I felt I owed it to you three to know from my perspective beyond stammering on the phone and brushing things off as I traditionally do. If any of you are feeling any type of way about what happened last night, I want you to know that your personal feelings outside of Commissioner Kovacs and I are valid. We are a team, and we matter. 
if you aren't feeling anything, that's okay because that's your right. I appreciate your calls and kindness today more than you will ever know. And I'm sorry I couldn't express this then, but last night was a lot to process. Sincerely, Stacy, Stacy Phillips. But more to that, once again, here's Huntersville Commissioner Amber Kovacs. After the aggression in a closed session meeting, I requested not to be placed next to him. Um, or, again, reiterated, like, I don't want to sit next to him. I don't want to work on committees with him. It's very uncomfortable to be screamed at and yelled at and so on and so forth. Once again, I want to reiterate that Derek Partee had agreed to an interview with me last night. He said he would call me at 1030 this morning. And shortly after 10 a.m. this morning, he told me he would no longer be able to do the interview with me. When we come back, Derek Partee, who is currently uh, on the Huntersville Town Commissioner, is running for the mayor of Huntersville. This past Sunday at a candidate's forum in Pottstown, Partee essentially went after the entire council and used race to do so. I'm Brett Jensen. You're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. And we're going to continue all of this because this is a big expose about all of this going on in Huntersville. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. I am Brett Jensen here on News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT as we continue our special on an Huntersville town commissioner. When talking to people about Huntersville town commissioner Derek Partee, people use a lot of different adjectives. And they have a myriad of thoughts about him, both good and bad. But two things are discussed more than the others. His constant mentioning of his part in 9-11 as a member of law enforcement just outside of New York City and Long Island, Nassau County, and his routine message of race and how it's all the troubles that he's had to deal with that. This past Sunday at the Pottstown Candidates Forum, Parti more or less said the entire town council of Huntersville and the current mayor, Melinda Bales, are against his thoughts or appointing him to certain committees because he's black. This audio is a little low from this past Sunday, but you can make out what he's saying. On the board presently, it's been hard to be included on a lot of the committees that I need, that, that this, this town needs for me to be on. Number one, I asked Linda Bales if I could serve on the Football Housing Task Force, because I had met with George Dunlap and the commissioners, and she told me no right to my face. Also, working, also working with um, um, George Dunlap, I have that, 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 that relationship as a person of color. I'm a member of the Black elected officials organization. I have that relationship where I can also bring the needs that we have, that positive needs. Um, it's been tough serving on this board. It's been tough relating to my fellow commissioners because they don't understand the mindset of a black or the, how can I say? They are working with somebody of color that they never have worked with before. Someone with standing, someone who has a reserved sense of, 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 of authority. And it's very difficult to get the, the, the issue that I want to get for all communities, not just this community, but for all the communities. So therefore, I'm running for mayor. 
And I run for mayor because I have the experience, I have the education, and also I have over 30, 40 years of working with all communities, diverse communities, being diversified. And I think it's very important that we have a voice, we have a presence on this board that's diverse so that we all can work together. Thank you. Again, once again, Parti is a Republican, but even with that, he got the government endorsement, excuse me, he got the endorsement of Charlotte Mayor Via Lyles, but then she pulled her endorsement and gave it to Democrat Christy Clark, who's also running for mayor in Huntersville. People familiar with Parti said him using the race card is his go-to when things don't go his way. You know, I stand here and I think about my two years as commissioner on this board, and we talk about inclusion, I should not be up here to make any apologies. I should be apologized to as the only person of color on this board. I've been excluded. I've been excluded on the affordable housing. I've been excluded on this committee. No one even asked me my opinion. So therefore, I have no answer to this question because, as you said, it is my ancestors not only that built Pottstown, but built this country that came over on boats and chains. So there's no excuse that I should have not been excluded in this. And Ms. Jones, you need to ask this question should be asked of you. Why have I been excluded or any other black person or family member? I, I think applicant people apply to uh, be considered for the committee. So they chose from a group of applicants. They didn't just randomly kick people out of the community. You know, I stand here. So here's another email that I wanted to read you to the mayor of Huntersville from Amber Kovacs. Because apparently... Derek Parti started talking over people and would not let Amber speak and was being a very aggressive when it was she was called upon to speak. And the email that Amber sent to Mayor Bales says this. After last night during our closed session meeting, I wanted to make a request of you. Due to the clear negative feelings from Commissioner Parti, I do not feel comfortable being teamed up with him on matters. I wanted to request to be removed from the GBTC and avoid any further situations where I have asserted to be with him or assigned to be with him. As previously mentioned to you about a different interaction with Commissioner Parti, I do not feel comfortable with our interactions and it's weighing on me heavily. I should not have to feel this way in the work environment and in front of the public. And she goes on to say, I believe in 50-50 working relationships, and although I have gone against my own beliefs and tried to put more effort into working with the relationship with Commissioner Parti, I can no longer do that to myself when it is not healthy. I do not believe the interactions are what is best for the townspeople to see, and I would like to minimize these instances however possible. Changing committees being the first step. Our town board is full of people of all walks of life, and that is something that I think is a positive for our residents. But if we can't agree to disagree and still be respectful, 
that is when we lose credibility and with our residents. I've had multiple people make comments about our divisive, divisive, um, our board. I've, let me try that again. I've had multiple people make comments about our, how divisive our board feels at times, and I hate that. I am happy to switch with someone if need be, but I am firm in my need for this to move further. Thank you, Amber Kovacs. This isn't a one-off incident between Amber Kovacs, Stacy Phillips. There were multiple incidences, and that's when the emails were sent. Again, I want to reiterate, they were sworn into office, and then within a few months, back in early spring 2022, emails were, these emails were already be, being sent to the mayor. And here we are some 18 months later, 17 months later, and now I'm bringing to you the emails and the situations that have been going on up in Huntersville with Commissioner Partee for quite some time. He is running for mayor. He will not be able to seek re-election as a town council member or a town commissioner, as they call it in Huntersville. This has been something in the process for a couple of months now. I have a lot of the documents, as a matter of fact, all of the documents from his employment for the city of Hampstead when he worked as an assistant to the commissioner. I have his resignation letter. I have the emails sent from the two town council women or commissioner women to the mayor and other members of the board asking to be reassigned and asking to not have to sit next to him anymore. I have all the documents and we have people on record. Early voting starts October 17th. Mayor is part of the early voting and this year's vote, I should say, up in Huntersville as well as the town council. Stacy Phillips, because of this and a lot of the traumatization that went along with it, has decided she's not seeking re-election. She wants no more part of this. Amber Kovacs is running for re-election. She's not sure if she will get re-elected, but she also told me that she wants to make sure that the truth is known. That's why she agreed to do an email with or an interview with me on the record. And I was able to get the emails, which is all public record, sent from her and Stacy Phillips to the mayor as well as other town board members. If you missed any part of this, you can go to WBT.com for the entire in-depth report from Derek Partee's time in New York to his first term as a town commissioner in Huntersville. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Here on this Thursday night, 704-570-1110. And guys, follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest and breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. Okay, so not a smooth transition. There's really no smooth transitions, but we're just going to change topics. So earlier today, unbelievably, there was an adult wielding a machete at a school bus stop this afternoon. Brett, what do you mean? No, exactly what I just said. Let that sink in for you. Not just holding it, but swinging it, apparently, at other students, or at least one student. No injuries. No injuries. But just the image of a parent, or excuse me, I, I, I want to correct myself. I don't know if it was a parent. Of an adult swinging a machete. I don't know why, but it almost felt like it was part of a sitcom or something that I would see in a movie when I think about it visually. The adult running towards the bus, holding up the machete above their head, yelling, and then trying to swing wildly. This, let me tell you what's been going on with CMS bus stops the last four days. No, I don't know. Some of this hasn't been reported, and some of that's on me. But people were arrested earlier in the week because parents prevented a bus from going forward, or I should say adults. We'll say adults again. Don't know if their parents could be guardians. Adults prevented a bus from moving and was trying to get on the bus. And the cops had to be called, and I believe a couple people were arrested. And then yesterday morning, out towards Mint Hill, an 11-year-old girl was at a bus stop. And according to this uh, little girl, an Hispanic man pulls up in a black car, rolls down the window, and she's the only one at the bus stop. And says, get in the car. The little girl says no. The man in the black car once again says, get in the car. I'll take you to school. She said no. The little girl told the Mint Hill Police Department that at that time, the man started getting really agitated. At that point, the school bus happened to show up and the man drove off. 
a report has been filed with the Mint Hill Police Department. And according to a parent, they made a request with CMS Transportation Department to pick up the little girl at her house, no longer on a street corner standing out there by herself. According to the parent, CMS agreed that they will now start doing this because she's the only one on this bus. She goes to East Charlotte Language Academy. So a lot of things been going on with CMS with school bus stops lately. Oh, and then don't forget we had the pepper spray incident where a fight takes place on a bus and a student decides they're going to spray the pepper spray into the air inside the bus. 30 students, this is a middle school, by the way, 30 students, or roughly, are impacted by this. The bus pulls, has to pull over because now we got pepper spray everywhere. Not directly into someone's face, but like up in the air. So it's like going through the bus. The bus pulls over. Medic has to show up. They make sure everyone's fine. You know, you might, you have, might have a little bit of a burning eye or because pepper spray reeks to holy matrimony. Like it smells. And they made sure all the kids were fine and they were and they proceeded to go to school. But all of this this week just on school bus stops. Parents preventing the bus from going forward, trying to enter the bus. A parent wielding, or I should say a guardian, or let me try that again. An adult wielding a machete this afternoon, allegedly swinging it at a student. The pepper spray incident. And then earlier this morning... Someone apparently trying, or early, I should say, uh, yesterday morning, someone trying to abduct a girl standing by herself at a corner waiting for the bus. Busy week for CMS. Actually, it's not. Actually, it's not busy at all. All right, everyone, look, I appreciate you joining me tonight. I know we've got about, oh, two and a half minutes to go and not exactly quite sure how I'm going to fill the next two and a half minutes. Um, Oh, by the way, yes, thanks, Tommy. Um, I'm not old enough to have seen this person on the playing field, on the football playing field. But everyone knows the name because of his name. Because of the last name. He's got a college award named after him for defensive play. He was in tons and tons of movies, mostly through the 80s, 70s and 80s, but mostly through the 80s. He was in a lot of famous beer commercials with Bubba Smith. And he passed away today. And his name is Dick Buckus. And the only thing I've ever seen are those famous NFL uh, film highlights? We're sitting on the ha- on the bench, in the just the muck, in the cold, in the gray, in the wetness of Chicago in the winter, and he's got a jacket draped over him, and it focuses in on his hands, and his hands are wrapped in tape a little bit with just blood everywhere and stained with blood, 
and they pan up from his hands from a tight close up on his hands and they pan up to his face and you know out is coming the the steam of his breath through his nose and his mouth in Chicago and it almost looks like something that would harken back to a warrior almost like Braveheart times in the cold and the muck of Scotland or Ireland Dick Buckus passed away today Maybe the singular most famous linebacker in the history of the NFL. Might have to actually go home and watch some of his commercials because he had some great Miller-like commercials. And I'm sure they're all over YouTube. Tastes great, less filling. Those are the great, great, great commercials. All right, everyone, that's going to do it for tonight. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm Brett Jensen, and you've been listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen.